فاشرف بي لاشتغالي بالعلم ولا تبغي به ما عشت يدا بدلا ويا له من شرف عظيم سيد العربي رحمه الله said فالجاهل والمخطئ the ignorant one and the mistaken one from this ummah ولو عمل من الكفر if he does and he comes with kufr okay والشرك and he comes with shirk ما يكون صاحبه مشركا the person doesn't become a mushrik nor does he become a kafir فإنه يعذر بالجهل he's excused for his ignorance والخطأ he's also excused for his mistake حتى حتى يتبين له الحجة until the proof becomes clear to him التي يكفر تاركها the proof in which if a person was to leave that proof has to be what he said bayanan wadihan it has to be crystal clear ma yaltabis ala mithlihi it cannot become mixed with something like it I mean it has to be be able for him to distinguish it from everything else uh, وَيُنْكِرَ مَا هُوَ مَعْلُومٍ بِالضَّرُورَةِ مِنْ دِينِ الْإِسْلَامِ مِمَّا أَجْمَعُوا عَلَيْهِ إِجْمَاعًا قَطْعِيًا يَعْرِفُ كُلٌّ كُلٌّ مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ مِنْ غَيْرِ نَظَرٍ وَتَأَمُّلٍ So what is here? بَيَانًا وَاضِحًا يَلْتَبِسُ عَلَى مِثْلِهِ It has to be clear cut to him and it doesn't mix up with anything else to him. So it has to clear, has to be clear in his mind for him. Ibn Qudama. And this context that he's mentioned is Ibn Qudama rahimahullah in his great book, in his Mughni, the 12th volume, page 277. He's mentioned this in the context of some of the Salaf who made permissible for themselves something that was haram. They made it and they were doing it out of interpretation. Okay? They misinterpreted a context. Okay? There were a group of companions who thought drinking alcohol is permissible. Are you with me? And they actually went and they drank alcohol. Are you with me? And the reason why they drank it is based on the ayah Allah says in the Quran. And this was Qudamat ibn Mab'un, by the way, the noble companion. He went into the house and he started to drink alcohol. When he drank the alcohol, him and a group, they were taking the ayah as an evidence, which is لَيْسَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ جُنَاحٌ فِي مَا طَعِمُوا إِذَا مَتَّقُوا That there is no burden. A person who comes with belief and has come with piety, what they eat and what they drink doesn't matter, as long as they come with piety. So they took this verse, they went in a room, they got their alcohol out and they drank it. Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he had, he took them, he said to them, hey, what happened? What are you guys doing? You guys are not just drinking alcohol. You're saying alcohol is permissible. I said, of course. Ta'ala, Allah said, Umar removed this doubt from them. And then once he did, he didn't do no takfir on them. He did not do takfir on them. He removed the doubt that was there with them. Once he did, he lashed them for drinking the alcohol. Now pay attention here. The ayah that they used was what? In what context? This ayah was referring to a group of companions who took Islam. When they took Islam, there's a group of companions who what? Who took Islam. 
And when they took Islam, they died before the alcohol was made haram. A group coming against them. These were the early Muslims. They came into Islam and they used to drink alcohol and pork wasn't made haram yet, etc. Right? Then after that, things started to be made haram. So the Sahabas, when the Khamar became haram and the consequences of Khamar became anybody who drinks Khamar, this is going to happen to him and they realized the dangers of Khamar now. So they asked the Prophet, they said, Ya Rasulullah, where is our brothers who used to drink Khamar with us? That makes sense. What's the ruling of those brothers who used to drink khamar before the ruling came? And this ayah came down. That doesn't matter from those Muslims who drank, who ate, it doesn't matter what they ate or they drank, as long as they came with iman and fear of Allah. Does that make sense? That was the context of what it came down on. Are we all together? Does that make sense now? Does it make it more clearer? So they took that ayah and they applied it on themselves at that particular moment. So Umar removed that doubt from them. Are you with me? So Ibn Qudamah's statement is in that context. He's talking about some of the Salaf who did this. So he mentions who takfir was not placed on them. He says, Anyone like them is also given the same ruling. Meaning, the takfir is also stopped from a person who comes with the likes of this doing. And like that is what? And the same is every ignorant person. But it has to be in something that he is, that it is possible for him to be ignorant about. You can't place takfir on him. Until the matter is being made clear to him. And the doubt is removed from him. And if he makes it halal for himself after that, then of course he's made, takfir is made on him. Are we together? So he mentions three things here. He mentions that the thing that he's ignorant of has to be something that is, a person can be ignorant about. Okay? It's something a person can be ignorant about. Also, okay, is that the person is informed of what the religion says about this matter now. It's haram. The third one is, And the doubt has to be what? Removed from them. He mentions that. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah says, Rahimahullah. وَهَكَذَا الْأَقْوَالُ الَّتِي يَكْفُرُ قَائِلُهَا قَدْ يَكُونُ الرَّجُلُ لَمْ تَبْلُوهُ النُّسُوسُ الْمُوْجِبَةُ لِمَعْرِفَةِ الْحَقِّ وَقَدْ تَكُونُ بَلَغَتْهُ وَلَمْ تَثْبُتْ عِنْدَهُ أَوْ لَمْ يَتَمَكَّنْ مِنْ فَهْمِهَا شيخ السلام تيمي says وَهَذِي الْأَقْوَالَ الَّتِي يَكْفُرُ قَائِلُهَا شيخ السلام تيمي says and these statements in which a person can become a kafir by saying it okay Sometimes it can happen that a person the textual evidences haven't reached him that necessitates to know the truth. These statements are kufr. But sometimes a person it may not reach him the proofs and the evidences stating, okay, explaining to him the necessary knowledge that is needed. For him to know. Or sometimes it may even reach him. 
But these evidences are not authentic. So he goes and he does it. Are you there? Or he was unable to understand it. He reached him, but he wasn't able to understand the evidence. Or sometimes doubts have presented itself to him. Allah will excuse him for that. Shaykh Salaam said he didn't understand it. Shaykh Salaam ibn Taymiyyah says, Anybody who is from the believers, who is striving, he's mujtahid, he's striving. في طلب الحق in looking for the truth. وأخطأ and he does a mistake. فإن الله سبحانه وتعالى يغفر له. Allah will forgive him for it. خطأه his mistake. كائن من كان whoever that person may be. سواء whether it those matters are in في المسائل النظرية أو العملية. It doesn't matter whether whether they are theoretical issues or whether theological issues or whether they are practical issues. So the, whether they are aqidah-related issues or even whether they are fiqh-related issues. This is the belief of the companions and this is their guidance. And the majority of the ulama of Islam, this is what they believe. That's powerful. Ibn al-Qayyim says, in Naqiyam al Sheikh Islam Taymiyyah is one, is in his kitab Al Masail Al Mardiniyyah, Rahimahullah, he mentions it there. In page 66. And if you go to his Majmur al Fatawa, you will find it in the 23rd volume, in 346. Ibn al Qayyim mentions, Rahimahullah, in his kitab Tariq al Hijratayn, page 414. He says, In Naqiyam al Hujjati, establishing the proof. يختلف باختلاف الأزمنة والأمكنة والأشخاص. It differs from time to time, places to places, individual to individual. فقد تكون فقد تقوم الحجة على فقد تقوم حجة الله على الكفار في زمان دو زمان. Sometimes the proof of Allah might be established on the disbelievers. At a particular time and not a particular time. وفي بقعة وناحية دون أخرى. And sometimes the proof might be established on them in a particular land and not in another land. For example, the, the, in London we might we might say, for instance, that the kuffar in London, مثلاً, we st- the proof is being established on them. مثلاً, the kafir in the Amazon forest. Are you there? The Amazon forest. We'll say this kafir doesn't know what he's doing. The proof may not, uh, may not have been established on him. Or we might say that. كما أنها تقوم على شخص دون آخر. Sometimes it might be established on a person, but not on another person. They're in the same land, but the proof has been established on this person, but not on this person. إما لأدب عقله وتمييزه كالصغير والمجنون because this person is either young or he's insane. Or etc. Or maybe he couldn't understand. Like the one who can't understand when he's being addressed. Yeah? There are some people, have you realized, whenever you tell them to do something, they always just don't understand. Just never understand. It turns out to be a lecture. What I was basically trying to say was, 
Hakkada khalaqahum Allah. Allah created them like that. Sah? Um, so what do you do to those people? Shara'an al-ma'dur. They are ma'dur. وَلَمْ يَحْضُرْ تَرْجُمَانٌ يُتَرْجِمُنَهُ And no one came to explain and translate it to them. فَهَذَا بِمَنْزِلَةِ الْأَصَمِّ الَّذِي لَا يَسْمَعُ شِيَانٌ This person takes the ruling of the deaf one who can't hear. وَلَا يَتَبَكَّرُ مِنَ الْفَهْمِ And who's unable to comprehend. وَهُوَ أَحَدُ الْأَرْبَعَةِ الَّذِينَ And he's from the four الَّذِينَ يُدْلُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ بِحُجَّةِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ He's from the four who's going to have a proof the day of judgment to argue for. The one who can't understand the proof. وَلَا يَتَمَكَّرُ مِنَ الْفَهْمِ Shaykh Ibn Qayyim says it there. Are you there? Shaykh Al-Islam Muhammad Abdul Wahab Rahimahullah He says in his Fatawa Masail Shaykh Muhammad Abdul Wahab page 11 وَإِذَا كُنَّا لَا نُكَفِّرُ And we don't do takfir on what? مَنْ عَبَدَ الصَّلَمَةِ The one who worships an idol عَلَى قُبَّةِ عَبْدِ الْقَادِرِ On the shrine of Abd al-Qadir وَالصَّلَمِ الَّذِي عَلَى قَبْرِ أَحْمَدِ الْبَدَوِي And the one who worships the idol that's on the grave of Ahmed al-Badawi وَأَمْثَالِهِمَا and the likes of these two لِأَجْلِ جَاهَلِهِمْ وَعَدَّ بِمَنْ يُنَبِّهُمْ due to their ignorance and somebody who's going to bring, them, bring it to their attentions فَكَيْفَ نُكَفِّرُ how do we do takfir مَنْ لَمْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ إِذَا لَمْ يُهَاجِرْ إِلَيْنَا وَلَمْ يُكْفِرْ وَلَمْ يُكَفِّرْ وَيُقَاتِلْ سُبْحَانَكَ هَذَا مُخْتَرٌ عَظِيمٌ <coughs> so what, what, what's important to me here is Ibn Qaytaymi Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahabi I promise inshaAllah ta'ala his kalam have to be understood properly it has to be done a muhadara of understanding the statements of the a'immatu da'wati najtiya just like Ibn Taymiyyah's works need to be understood. Because if you read a Dura Saniya fi Adrubatin Najdiya, written by Ahmed Da'watin Najdiya, which is volumes, volumes, or you read the Kitab, Fatawa Aimatin Najdiya, the Fatawa, the values that Ahmed Da'watin Najdiya gave, sometimes they do takfir on people worshipping idols and worshipping graves. And here we're seeing the Imam, the Mujaddid, saying what? Something opposite. How do we reconcile the two? So I think it's really important for a discussion, to, uh, sorry, a lecture to be done in how to understand Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab and his statements when he said it. And what context was he saying these statements? And what stage was he saying it in? Okay, so that's very important. And as we said, that this person who comes with shirk akbar, they're with some of the conditions that we mentioned. And if the person is new to Islam, that's another issue. If the person lives in the Amazon forest, that's another issue. All of those, are you there? We say that we'll take into consideration. But if a person comes with shirk akbar, even though we say he's excused, but in this dunya he's a 
we don't pray on him. We deal with him. The way we deal with the mushrik. See there, brothers. They are not prayed on. And they're not greeted. Remember that. He's not buried in the graveyards of the Muslims. And he's not married off to the Muslim women. All of that. But he might have an excuse with Allah the Day of Judgment. Are you there, brothers? Even the one who's in the Amazon forest, to us, we deal with him as a kafir. His excuse that we're talking about here is what? The Day of Judgment. The Day of Judgment, Allah will deal with this issue. Are you there? But what is it that the author here mentioned? He mentions لِأَجْلِ جَهْلِهِمْ وَعَدَمِ مَنْ يُنَبِّهُهُمْ قِيَامُ الْحُجَّةِ here that we're talking about is that ignorance is removed and they understand it. وَمَنْ يُنَبِّهُهُمْ somebody who's going to alert them. Because some of the nuskhas, are you with me? Some of the nuskhas, instead of saying وَعَدَمِ مَنْ يُنَبِّهُهُمْ some of the copies they say عَدَمُ مَنْ يُفَهِّمُهُمْ Somebody who will allow them to understand. Look at the taba'ah of Abu Batil. Look at it. Sheikh Salah al-Atram and Muhammad al-Dwaysh in the tahqiq of the Risala, they, they pointed that out. Those two shiukhs, they pointed it out. So what did we take from the nuqul? The statements of these a'imma, these people of knowledge, we take from it is that the proof is established on the person and they also understand it. And that the takfir can't just be, oh, I read the verse on the person. Now we're going to move on to the last and fourth, it's the last of the shurud al-takfir al-mu'ayyan wa muwani'u wa muwani'ihi bayanu so we were speaking about the conditions of placing takfir on a particular individual and the things that can prevent it, right? What was the first that we spoke about? We spoke about that the person has reached age of puberty and he has sanity. The second that we spoke about is that he fell into this kufr with his own will, meaning willingly, willingly he did it. Okay. Number three is and tabluhu al-hujjah that the proof reaches him, alati yakfur bi khilafiha. The proof has reached him. Okay. And the fourth and last one is what Allah yakuna mutawilan. That's what we're going to be speaking about now, which is that the person, this individual. He can't be a muta'awwilan. He can't be an individual who has interpretation. Okay? So if a person has an interpretation, there's a, then there's a factor in front of you that prevents you from placing takfir on them. Okay? And the evidence of the Quran and the Sunnah has shown this. The Quran and the Sunnah has shown that 
ta'wil interpretation is a udur, it's an excuse that the sharia takes into consideration. And the way that the, the, way that the kitab and the sunnah have shown that is in two ways, that it's an excuse. One is generally, okay, umum al-nusus, the Quran and Sunnah were general about it, okay? Uh, they stated it generally, such as statement of Allah, رَبَّنَا لَا تُؤَخِذْنَا إِنَّ نَسِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا The mutawil, the person who's doing interpretation, he's a person who's coming with a khata' a mistake. So he falls under that. And as you know, the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَضَعَ عَنْ أُمَّتِي إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَضَعَ عَنْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَضَعَ عَنْ أُمَّتِي الْخَطَأُ وَالنِّسْيَانِ وَمَسْتُكْرِهَ عَلَيْهِ This hadith mentions that Allah has excused my ummah al-khata' mistake wal-nisyan al-forgetfulness okay wa-mastukriha alayhi and anything which they have been burdened into Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah he says wal-muta'awwil al-mukhti'u maghfurun lahu bil-kitab wal-sunnah qala Allah ta'ala fi du'a'i al-mu'minin rabbana la tu'akhidna inna sina aw akhtana وثبت في الصحيح أن الله عز وجل قال قد فعلت وفي سنن ابن ماجه وغيره أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن الله تجاوز لأمتي عن الخطأ والنسيان ابن تيمة سيدة بالهاج السنة النبوية the fourth volume page 458 Ibn Taymiyyah uses the two evidences that I used. He says, وَالْمُتَأَوِّلُ The one who has interpretation. المخطئ, who has come with a shortcoming. مَغْفُورُ لَهُ بِالْكِتَابِ He's forgiven based on the Qur'an and the Sunnah. It's forgiven. And Ibn Taymiyyah gave the two evidences I gave you. رَبَّنَا لَا تُؤَخِذْنَا إِلَّا سِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا And the famous, uh, and of course the higher that goes to Sahih Bukhari, is, which is قَدْ فَعَلْتُ and the second evidence is what? إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَجَاوَزَ عَنْ أُمَّتِي الْخَطَأُ وَالنِّسْيَانُ وَمَسْتُكْرِهَا عَلِيهِ Which is the Sunan Ibn Majah. Shaykh Al-Bani authenticated it in Sahih Al-Sunan Ibn Majah. Rahimahu Allah. And he also authenticated it is تَخْرِيجُ مِشْكَاتُ مَصَابِيحِ The second way that the evidences of the Qur'an and the Sunnah have shown and the person who has interpretation is forgiven is occasions that people came with interpretation in the Prophet's presence or at his time. People did things which were wrong, but they did it based on interpretation, and the Prophet forgave them. So, this is a practical side of it. Um, and from that is the famous hadith Bukhari narrated in hadith Abdullah ibn Umar. That the Prophet ﷺ, he sent Khalid ibn Walid and he sent them to the people of Jadima, Bani Jadima. فَدَعَاهُمْ مِنَ الْإِسْلَامِ Khalid called them to Islam. فَلَمْ يُحْسِنُ أَنْ يَقُولُوا When he called them to Islam, they were unable to say, أَسْلَمْنَا. 
the people were unable to say Islam now, we have taken Islam, we've become Muslims. They were, they were not able to say that. So they kept saying, Sabatna, Sabatna. Sabatna, Sabatna. And what they meant by Sabatna, Sabatna is we've left our religion and we've come to another religion. But they haven't mentioned what religion they've come into. But what they meant was, we've left what we're upon and we've come into Islam. They were not knowledgeable enough to even say, Islam, now we took Islam. And they did think that the Prophet what he came with was uh, that statement which they used, Sabah. And that's what they he used to hear about the Prophet Khalid ibn Walid, because he hasn't heard from them the statement, Islam, now we've taken Islam, he killed them. Killed each and every one of them. And the ones he could take as a spouse of war, he took them as a spouse of war. He gave every person, Khalid ibn Walid, after finished, he divided the spoils of war. He gave everybody his captives. Until one day, until one uh, until one day Khalid commanded us all to all kill our captives he said everybody kill your captives when he divided amongst the people he said everybody you kill your captive and Abdullah ibn Umar he said I said to Khalid Wallahi la asiri. Wallahi I'm not going to kill my, kill my captive and no one from the, uh, no one from amongst the people should kill his captive. So the matter was brought to the Prophet When the matter was brought to the Prophet the Prophet when he was told, these people said Sabatna because they were unable to say Aslamna, and Khalid still killed them. When the matter was told to the Prophet, and the Prophet heard what Khalid had to say. The Prophet said, Allahumma inni abra'u ilayka mimma sal'a khalidan. Oh Allah, I free you myself from what Khalid did. So Khalid, what he did was ta'wil, interpretation. Are you with me? If what Khalid did was, if the ta'wil was, he, he, interpretation is what he used. Because he understood from their statement, Sabatna is not what brings you to Islam. Are you there? So that was his efforts and his hard work and what he came with. If Khalid, if his ta'wil was not accepted, what would the Prophet have done? He would have killed Khalid. Because he killed Muslims, deliberately. Sahih. That shows that Khalid's ta'wil was, was what stopped him from being killed. And no one killed Khalid or did anything to Khalid. Radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Walidhalika nasu shaykh Sam Taymi says, Walihada lam yu'aqib in Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam an akala min ashabi hatta yatabayyana lahu al-khayyata al-abiyadhi min al-khayyata al-aswadi lannam akhtaw fi ta'wili wa lam yu'aqib Usama Tabrizi lamba qatal rajul alayhi qala la ilan Allah lannu dhanna jawazu qatlihi lam a'taqad anna qala ta'awudan. The same as the sahabas, what did they do? They were eating and they were drinking in Ramadan. In Ramadan. They were drinking until what they did was they took a rope, they tied it on their shoes and their legs, and they were looking at the rope if they can. They were taking they, the rope, the white rope, until they can tell it. It was when when because it's dark outside, and if the rope is white, you would have to tell when it's what. 
until it's proper bright. So that means they're waiting for too long for them to tell the to tell the rope. Are you there? So they were eating past the time that they should have eaten. But they weren't punished for it because they took the ayah as as apparent. They took the ayah the way they took it. Are you there? وَقُلُوا وَشَرَبُوا حَتَّى يَتَبَيَّنَ لَكُمُ الْخَيْطُ الْأَبْيَضُ مِنَ الْخَيْطِ الْأَسْوَدِ مِنَ الْفَجْرِ They took the ayah like that. So they actually took a rope and they were distinguishing it based on that. The Prophet didn't say to them, your fasting is wrong, you guys are going to get beaten up for what you did. They were, because of the interpretation, they were excused. Usama ibn Zayd in the same, when the man was fighting with Usama ibn Zayd, and he did what he did to Usama ibn Zayd, Okay, what did Usama say? The man said, La ilaha illallah. Usama took his sword and killed the man. When he killed the man, what did the Prophet say? And Usama's ijtihad and his effort took, took, took him to what conclusion? What conclusion did it reach him to? That what? This man was saying it ta'awudan. He was saying it to run away. He knew he got caught. He believed that this was not a genuine shahada. Shaykh Usama Tabi says, وَكَذَلِكَ السَّرِيَّةِ الَّتِي قَتَلَتِ الرَّجُلِ الَّذِي قَالَ إِنَّهُ مُسْلِمٌ وَأَخَذَتْ مَالَهُ وَلَمْ يُعَاقِبْ فِيهَا لِأَنَّهُ كَانَتْ مُتَأْوِلًا وَكَذَلِكَ خَالِدُ هِيَ خَالِدُ سِي لَمَّا قَتَلَ بَنِي جَرِيمًا لَمَّا قَالُوا صَبَأْنَا لَمْ يُعَاقِبْ لِتَأْوِيلِ um, so many occasions the Prophet if people were doing things and the Prophet was giving them what? He was giving them a ta'wil interpretation. And he was making a ta'wil a what? Udur Udur Shar'i. A Shar'i excuse. Salawatullahi wa salamu And so now <coughs> we have finished we have finished the mentioning of the things that give you an excuse I give you what I give you an excuse uh, from takfir being placed on you individually after these conditions that we mentioned if something is kufr you have to look at these four conditions Okay, before you specifically place takfir on a particular person. That is what the evidences have shown. That is what is muqarrar min madhabi ahli sunnah. This is what's solidified and it's affirmed in the methodology of ahli sunnah wal jama'ah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he knows best. And we will, inshallah ta'ala, we will leave, uh, we will leave and stop at this particular point. Uh, next lesson, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to bring examples, practical examples of the Salaf who had in Ummah, A'immatul Sunnah, when they did not do takfir on particular individuals because the condition wasn't there. We're going to bring examples, practical examples. Some of the A'immatul Salaf, A'immatul Sunnah, fi adami takfiri ba'dun mu'ayyanina. They were making takfir of something. And they were saying, anyone who says this is a kafir, which was a what? Takfir mutlaq, unrestricted takfir. But when it came to particular individuals, they won't, they won't do takfir on them. And they were still praying behind them.
they were still making dua for them. We'll be examples of that, insha'Allah ta'ala. The people I'm going to bring is, insha'Allah ta'ala, is Imam Muhammad, rahimahullah, in regards to the khulafa of his time, the leaders of his time. How he, they, some of them were saying that the Quran is created, and Ahmed believed that anyone who said that the Quran is created, they were a kafir to him. Ma'adalik Ahmed didn't make takfir of those leaders. We're also going to take Mawqif of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah ibn Taymiyyah's position regarding those who opposed him. Rahimahullah rahmatan wasi'ah. The next one is the position regarding Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab and those who opposed him. Those are the three, inshaAllah ta'ala, we're going to mention bi-ibnillah al-kareem in our upcoming class. Uh, we also will be looking at, inshaAllah ta'ala, who has the rights and who is the right in, rightful individual to give the label of takfir. Who's allowed to give it? Who is the person who's allowed to look into something, whether it's takfir and I can place takfir on you or not? Who has the rights to do that? Okay? We're going to be speaking about that, inshallah ta'ala. And that's going to be our final conclusion, bi-idhnillah al-kareem. We have finished our introduction, bi-idhnillah al-kareem, next lesson. Next lesson, inshallah ta'ala, we would have been, we would have finished our what? We would have finished our introduction and the week after we will start inshallah ta'ala the kitab Nawaqid al-Islam. So not next week but the week after we will be starting Nawaqid al-Islam. But next week we will be talking about those two points. Na'imatul Salaf, practical examples of them not placing the kafir on particular individuals. And the last one we're going to be speaking about is who has the rights to look into these issues and speak about these issues and label people with takfir. Anything which I have said that was wrong in this class, it's from me and shaitan and Allah and his messenger are free from it. Subhanak Allahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Astaghfiruka.